You're listening to Cross the Line 1524, the common man's podcast. But I came here for just one drink. It's Cross the Line 1524. Join us at the Rusted Nail Speakeasy with a glass of bourbon, table 12, as the guys sit around and discuss distilleries, common day events, or whatever comes to the bar top. That's right. Cross the line, 1524. And here we have it. The 12-year-old football analytic phenom, SJ, in his week three picks. Let's see how he did. This is SJ, and this week in the NFL, we start off with a good interdivision. Interdivision game with the Steelers and the Browns Thursday at 8.15. Uh, the Steelers win this one. I think Mitch Trubisky has a great game. They got amazing defense. They can really carry them, put, them, put their offense on their on their back. The Browns are still really good. They got, they got you know, Miles Garrett, Denzel Ward. Amari Cooper off playing really well this year. But I think the Steelers' defense will be a little bit too much for Jacoby Brissett and the Browns' offensive line. I got the Steelers winning this one. Next up, we got Bills-Dolphins. I think this game will be closer than people think. Tua played really well last game. The the Dolphins are very much a second-half team. Tua really didn't play too well until that third, fourth quarter. But he went crazy in that third and fourth quarter. Tyreek Hill, Jalen Waddle, they're both dogs. They're they're gonna it's gonna be interesting to see how they play against the Bills defense. The Bills the only good Bills corner really is Davius White, and he can't guard both of them at the same time. So one of them I think is gonna have a really big day. I still got the Bills though. Josh Allen's gonna carve up that weak Dolphins defense. The Bills defense is still, even with all that star power on the Dolphins offense, is not a force to be reckoned with. I think the Bills come out on top. I could see them only winning by a touchdown or like a field goal. They'll be a much closer game than people think, in my opinion. Both teams are much closer than a lot of people think. Bengals-Jets, I have the Bengals getting their first win of the season. Bengals have looked really ugly for the first two games. Their offensive line has not been able to block enough for Joe Burrow. Joe Burrow is not... Like, they'll give him, like, five seconds in the pocket, but he just cannot get the ball out. He needs to learn to be a bit more of an improviser and how to break a play and how to run outside, get get yards, how to target, like, T. Higgins. If he's in single coverage and your pocket's breaking down, there's no reason why not just fire it up there. But he's he looks a lot more scared the way he plays. Like, he's a lot more timid to go for those deep plays or run and get 10 yards. But I think that he's got he's got two games under his belt in the season. He's now locked, now he's locked in, ready to go. The line hopefully better look good. The, def- the defense is great. I really like the Bengals' defense. But the offensive line and Joe Burrow just need to get together. Jamar Chase has dropped a lot of passes. He needs to get it together. He needs to. Uh, it was a, it's, it's a lot like the Bengals preseason last year. Jamar Chase dropped a lot of passes. He cannot be doing that. He dropped 
a huge pass against the Steelers week one, which would have gotten them a first down and really hindered their chances to win. So I got the Bengals. I got the Bengals winning this one. The Jets are going with Joe Flacco. I love Joe Flacco not because of how great, great of a player he is, but of how he shouldn't be in the league. Like he, there is no reason for him to be in the league anymore. He just hops around teams, but then like every one, once every like two years, he goes to a team where the starting quarterback gets hurt. He has to play, and he always plays really well. But I don't, I don't know how well he's he's played really well week one and two. I don't know how well he's going to play in week three against the tough Bengals defense. Last week he paid, played against a poor Brown secondary that really only had Denzel Ward out there to, to really cover everyone. And last time he played a really good defense was the Ravens, and they lost 24-7. to He's not great against really good defenses. The Bengals have a very good defense. I think they can really limit what Joe Flacco does. And the weapons are not are not there for the Jets. They have Corey Davis. Uh, Garrett Wilson is very good. But, I mean, they got a Garrett Davis, and that's it. It will be a revenge game for CJ Uzama. But I don't know how much, how involved CJ Uzama is going to be in the Jets' passing game. If they involve him a lot, I'd be scared because it's a revenge game. It's he's gonna go crazy no matter what. It's a revenge game. But I got the Bengals winning this one, coming out on top. I don't think Joe Burrow throws an interception this entire game. I think he's gonna be dialed in. He's gonna be flinging passes to Jamar Chase, T. Higgins, all that. Joe Mixon should get involved in the run game. He hasn't been super involved. I think they need to get more involved in the run and pass game. Next game up, you got the Raiders-Titans. I got the Raiders coming out on top. Titans, is, Titans have not looked good. The Raiders have a great they're at like defensive line. Chandler Jones, Ma, Max Crosby coming off that edge. I don't know if Derrick Henry will have any room to run because Derrick Henry has not played well uh, through the season so far. He has one touchdown on the year. The line has not been blocking for him. Ryan Tannehill has looked awful throwing the ball. So there's not much to worry about because of the Raiders' weak secondary because Ryan Tannehill cannot throw a football. So even they, even they will look great playing against Ryan Tannehill. They will have to force feed Derrick Henry. And I don't know if he can do much against Max Crosby and uh, Chandler Jones out there. Derrick Henry will be running for his life with the bad offensive lines playing behind. On the Raiders' offensive side of the ball, the Titans' defense, I think, is still very good. But Derrick, you can't stop Derrick Carr and Devontae Adams. You know, they still got Josh Jacobs. So they need to run it a bit. The, but the Titans' defense is very tough. I predict a low-scoring game in, like, I don't know, the highest score possible, in my opinion, would be, like, 17 I think 17 is the highest any team will get because both defenses are very good. I think the Raiders' offense is way better than the Titans, and so that's why I got the Raiders coming out on top. Next, we got Saints-Panthers. I got the Saints win this one. Baker Mayfield does not look too great with the Panthers, which really makes me sad. I thought he was going to have a really big bounce back year, but he has shown that he's really not. Christian McCaffrey is back. He has not played very good, 
But I think that he's coming off a lot of injuries. And one of these weeks, I think he's just going to go off. It could be this week. But they're going to be playing against a tough defense. And Mario Davis, Cam Jordan, uh, what's his name? Uh, Tyron Matthew, who's a big signing for them. Uh, Marshawn Lattimore is also going to be in there, I think. I do not think he got suspended. But if he did, that could be very good for the Panthers because Marshawn Lattimore is a great cornerback. The Panthers' defense has also been a bit lacking. And we've seen a lot of chemistry between Jameis Winston and Michael Thomas that could really pay off against the Panthers. Alvin Kamara has also not played well. A lot of running backs have not played well into the season. But that receiving upside, I think, will be a lot for the Panthers to handle. That's why I got the Saints coming out of this one. Next, we got Ravens-Patriots. I got the Ravens doing... I got the Ravens winning that one. The Ravens got Lamar Jackson. He's been going crazy. He's going to be running all over the field. Their defense has been playing great, except against the Dolphins, but we're going to forget about that game. The Patriots' offense has looked very lackluster. Their defense has looked not great. The Patriots are a very boring and, like, middle-of-the-pack team. The Ravens have elevated their game last year. The Ravens will come out on top against the Patriots. Mac Jones will have no time to throw the football. Lamar Jackson will probably rush for over 100 yards. That's why I got Ravens winning that game. Lions-Vikings, I got Vikings winning this one. I really like the Lions, but Justin Jefferson is just too crazy. Even if Kirk Cousins plays bad, Justin Jefferson can be there to make up for Kirk's poor play. Like, if Kirk throws to him in double-triple coverage, that's a bad play on Kirk, but Justin Jefferson's going to get up and grab that ball. So it looked like an amazing play from Kirk. Justin Jefferson really covers up a lot of Kirk Cousins' weaknesses. And the Vikings' defenses looked very good. Against the Packers week, week one, I think, they looked amazing. If they can stop Aaron Rodgers, I think they can stop Jared Goff. DeAndre Swift, I think, could have a pretty big game with the way the Lions' offense has been working. If he can get out into some open field, like in the passing game, I think Jared Goff is a very good running back, like check-down quarterback. He's going to be throwing a lot of check-downs. They're going to be very scared to turn over the ball when they know Justin Jefferson's on the other side. It's going to be a very slow, methodical offense. But I don't know how slow and methodical they can get with the Vikings' defensive line pressuring them every play. So I think they're going to be forced to make some big plays on third down. I don't think uh, there will be times where they have to make big plays to get third downs. I don't know if they can make them with Jared Goff and the, the receivers that they have and going up against the great Vikings defense. So that's why I got the Vikings winning that one. Next up, Eagles-Commanders. I got the Eagles winning this one. The Commanders have looked good with Carson Wentz, but I don't think they've looked perfect. Curtis Samuel, Jahan Dotson, Terry McLaurin, they're all great, but they're not, they're not great enough for the Eagles. That's all I say, they're not great enough. Their defense has looked better than last year, way better. But Chase Young, very injury prone, so he could get injured this game. Realistically, he could get injured. And I don't, I don't like wishing injuries on the players, but he could get injured this game. And if he does, that would be a very good um, impact for the Eagles. Chase Young, if he stays healthy this year, will be a beast. 
he can he will rip through every Eagles defender offensive lineman that you give him, except like Jason Kelsey, because Jason Kelsey's a dog. But I think Jalen Hurts has the scrambling and running ability to run outside the pocket, evade the sack, you know, get a throw off or run it for an extra 30 yards. AJ Brown will have a pretty, no, not pretty big, a very big day. The Viking, or, I'm sorry, the Commanders do not have a great secondary. So AJ Brown will be able to get wide open for Jalen Hurts. It really just depends on how Jalen Hurts performs. Jalen Hurts is is still a mystery for me on if he's good or not because he can make up for a lot of bad plays with a lot of highlight plays. And so you see the highlights of it and you're like, oh, he's such a great player. You look at the statistics and he's not, he's not a very good thrower. He's a great runner, but he's not a very great thrower. I think that his throwing ability really needs to develop. And if he does well throwing the ball, I think that it will be an easy win for the Eagles over the Commanders. Next week, we got we got Chiefs versus Colts. I got the Colts winning this one. I got an upset coming. I think Matt Ryan, he was not look good. But no, no players really looked that great coming through. The first two weeks, I mean, you got you guys like Patrick Mahomes, Lamar Jackson, guys that they have looked great, but not many players have looked amazing so far. But I think Matt Ryan will really turn it up. Uh, if Pittman can come back from injury and play this game, that is a huge, huge uh, gain for the Colts. Michael Pittman's great. You give him a number one weapon for just to force feed. The Chiefs, the Colts have a very tough defense. But a lot of it was injured for the first two weeks. If DeForest Butler can come back and Shaquille Leonard can come back, two big-time defensive tackles and linebackers, then the Chiefs will be struggling. The Chiefs' offensive line is definitely improved, but not great. DeForest Buckner will be able to rip through that line. You got Quiddy Pay, second year, who's going to be able to come off that edge. Darius Leonard's going to be scanning the field, being a ball hawk. If Patrick Mahomes decides to run, Darius Leonard, or, I'm sorry, Shaquille Leonard is going to lay, lay him out. There will be no room to run for Patrick Mahomes. Uh, I think that Mahomes will still have a good game, but I think he throws a few interceptions. I think he throws one or two interceptions. And I think the Colts need to capitalize on those turnovers that they get. If they don't, if they just force a three-out punt, that's just getting Mahomes back the ball, and that doesn't the interception doesn't matter after that. I think they really need to capitalize on the interceptions and uh, the turnovers in general. And if they can score off of turnovers, they will win this game. And I think they will score off the turnovers. I think Jonathan Taylor's due for a big game. The Chiefs' defensive line is not great at run-stopping, so that's why I got the Colts winning that one. Texans-Bears, I got the Bears being... I know I got the Texans. Dang, that's a tough one. I think that the Texans will beat the Bears. If Brandon Cooks, Davis Mills looks like a dog, I think everything about the Texans is slightly better. Davis Mills has looked really well and really good. Brandon Cooks, you know, we already know about Brandon Cooks. Brandon Cooks is a very good receiver. They ain't got much outside of that. But their defense has looked way better than we thought. If they can tie with the Colts, they can beat the Bears. Jaguars Chargers, I got the Chargers. It's a no-brainer. You know, you got Justin Herbert slinging the ball for him. Keenan Allen may be hurt, but you got Mike Williams. Their defense is amazing. We'll be able to stop Trevor Lawrence, James Robinson. 
I just think it's a no-brainer, Chargers, Jaguars. Cardinals, Rams. I thought the Rams, you know, the Cardinals and Kyler Murray have looked very good. I think the Rams would just look better. Hopefully they can feed Cam Akers a bit more. They have not given him the ball a lot this year. They've really gone with Daryl Henderson as a starter, which I think is not a smart idea. I really like Cam Akers more than Daryl Henderson. The Cardinal, the Cardinals offense is very good against weak secondaries, but the Rams do not have a weak secondary. They got Jalen Ramsey, Tyler, Taylor Rapp has looked very good this year. Bobby Wagner, he's on the secondary, but he can play some coverage. He will be all over, uh, all over the middle of the field, all over Kyler Murray. He is the perfect linebacker to pair against Kyler Murray. He can scan, he can scan the quarterback, follow the receivers. And if that quarterback takes off, he's getting to him, land him out, fumble, pick it up, get touchdown. Every time. That's just Bobby Wagner. The Rams offense, Matthew Stafford, Cooper Cup, I don't know if they'll be able to stop that. Hopefully Cooper Cup can get players like Allen Robinson and uh, like Allen Robinson more involved because they cannot do that week one and two. Allen Robinson will be wide open, but Stafford will be too locked in on Cup to see him. You know, just force feed Cup every time and those double team, triple team Cup. And that's what makes Stafford throws his interceptions. But I hope and think that Stafford will become a smarter quarterback and start throwing it to people not named Cooper Cup. Packers, Buccaneers. I got the Buccaneers in this one. Aaron Rodgers has not looked good because mainly of his receivers. His receivers have been very bad this year. I had a little hope coming into the season for Alan Lazard and Romeo Dobbs, but Dobbs has not been getting open. Lazar has not been, like, catching in traffic as he usually does. They have just really underperformed. Their defense has even underperformed. The entire Packers organization has underperformed. The Buccaneers, though, they have also sort of been underperforming, but not as drastically as the Packers. They got Tom Brady, the greatest of all time. Uh, Lennon Fournette, I think, will be coming back. And he's always a touchdown machine. Uh, Mike Evans will be suspended for this game. He did a, try to appeal it, but the NFL has upheld the suspension. Big loss for the for the Buccaneers. I'm not sure when Chris Godwin will be clear to come back. I think Julio will be in this game. Uh, so they're going to be either running the ball a lot or force-feeding Julio and Scotty Miller. And I think they'll be running the ball a lot because I don't know why they'd force feed an old Julio Jones and Scotty Miller. But the Packers' defense is not looking good against the run or the pass, so they can really do whatever they want. They will get a lot of touchdowns. Their defense has looked very good, especially in clutch, like, fourth quarter time. And Aaron Rodgers played very poorly against the Vikings' tough defense. And he went off against the Bears' defense, but that's because the Bears have a very bad defense. He cannot play against good defenses. And the Buccaneers arguably have the best defense in the league. Levante David, uh, Devin White, Vita Vea, Shaquille Barrett, Carlton Davis, Sean Murphy Bunn, Antoine Winfield. All those guys, they're all dogs. And they're going to be all over. And Rodgers tries to throw the ball. So that's why I got the Bucks winning that one. Falcon Seahawks, I got Seahawks winning that one. Move the record to two and one. The Seahawks have looked way better than most people expect. Geno Smith has been fl- flying all over the field, throwing lasers. 
I got them being the Falcons. The Falcons have um, the opposite. The Seahawks have not looked good and have lived up to expectations. They're blowing a lot of big leads, as usual, as the Falcons do. And I have the Seahawks because their defense has looked way better. Geno Smith has looked very good. If DK Metcalf and Tyler Lock have a big game, then it could be it could be great for them. They have Kenneth Walker coming into his second game. He did miss he did miss week one. But they have Kenneth Walker coming into his second game. I think that they need to feed him a bit more, you know, get him some reps against the poor Falcons team. Uh, so expect Kenneth Walker to get a lot of touches. But I think the Seahawks are just the better team than the Falcons. So that's why I got the Seahawks beating them. 49ers Broncos. I got the Broncos winning this one. It's a revenge game for Russell Wilson going up against his old rivals of the 49ers. Jimmy G is good, but he's not good enough. Trey Lance. Trey Lance was more explosive with his play. Jimmy G is very boring, sit in the pocket, scan the field, throw a check down. Trey Lance will take big shots downfield. He will run and pick up 20 yards with his legs. Jimmy G is much slower quarterback. Like, he'll get, like, more touchdowns than Trey Lance. But that's because he'll go check down, check down, check down, then make a big throw, then check down, check down, check down, check down. He's a very boring quarterback to watch. He's a very predictable quarterback. And I think the Broncos, I think, have a good defense. We ought to read that and make him pay for it. Force a lot of interceptions. And Russell Wilson, I think it's time to let, for them to let Russ cook. He has not been cooking so far into the season. But I think he's got that, that edge on him after losing to the Seahawks. Now he cannot lose to the 49ers. I think he is going to be flinging it across the field. A lot of big throws, a lot of big big runs from Russell Wilson. He's going to get a lot of Cortland Sutton involved, a lot of Jerry Judy involved. Javante Williams has not played well. And I don't know if he will continue to play well or continue to play bad. I think he'll continue to play bad because this 49ers defense is no joke. They have a very good run defense. Their pass defense can be lacking at times. So I think some play action would be great. The Russell Wilson rolled out, having fire at 40 yards down the field. That's how the Broncos won this game. Cowboys Giants, I mean, they're starting Cooper Rush. I got the Cowboys. They beat the Bengals. Cooper Rush looked very good. The Giants have not looked very good. Daniel Jones is not their quarterback for the future. Their defense has looked lackluster. The Cowboys, Cooper Rush got that dog in him. He was firing all. He was not scared to fire it all over the field against the Bengals, which is why you can sometimes worry with backup quarterbacks that they're scared to make big plays. But Cooper Rush was definitely not scared to make big plays. He, if he's open, Cooper Rush is going to find him. Their defense has looked much better. Micah Parsons is definitely a candidate for Defensive Player of the Year. He was, he was a candidate last year, and he was a rookie. That's all I need to know about Micah Parsons. He is a, he's the definition of a dog. He is, he is. He's great. He's so good. He can cover. He can pass rush. He can run stop. He can do whatever you need him to do, and he's very good at it. The Cowboys offense, uh, you have CeeDee Lamb. You know, CeeDee Lamb has not played too well, but I think he will be able to find some space against this bad Giants defense. So you have CeeDee Lamb, Jalen Tolbert, who a lot of people were very excited about. I didn't really buy into the hype, but they are not getting him involved at all. I think he's much more talented than 
the Cowboys front office things. But this had not been getting Jalen Tolbert involved at all. Jalen Tolbert has not been getting involved in all, all enough. And I think for them to succeed, they need to get Tolbert involved. They got C.D. Lamb, he's a dog. Michael Gallup, I don't know if he'll play coming off a torn ACL, but he's also a dog. Jalen Tolbert, time to see if he's a dog. Their defense has looked way better. Trayvon Diggs has been playing a lot better covers than you're used to. He played very well against Jamar Chase. He hasn't been getting the interceptions that you'd expect from him, but he's trained his interceptions for deflections, and it's a really big improvement in his game. He's not letting up a ton of yards anymore. He's barely letting up any catches on him. He's, I think now he can be transformed to a lockdown corner by the end of this season. And their defense, their defense in general has looked way better than usually before. So that's why I got them being the Giants. The Giants have just not looked good. The Cowboys have looked good. That's all I got to say. That's all the games for week, week three of the NFL season. It's going to be a good season. It's, gonna be a, it's not going to be a good season. It's going to be an amazing season. A lot of close games. And I'll see you week four. There's his picks. You can see how he did. Did your team make his cut for an up-and-coming rising team? Or are you in the cellar? This is what I know. The Bengals won this weekend. It's that time of year again. It's the Creekside Church drive through chicken dinner on October 2nd. It starts at 11 a.m. to 3 p.m. or whenever the chicken runs out. Four pieces of chicken, mashed potatoes and gravy, coleslaw, green beans, and pie for dessert. That's right, the Creekside Church drive through chicken dinner on October 2nd. Starts at 11 o'clock. Creekside Church is located at 11001 Bossard Road in Brookville, Indiana. Gilman's Home Centers, with 14 locations and growing. You know what? It's the party time of the year. That's right. You might need some party rentals, and they've got them. They've got bouncy houses, tents, even slushy machines for those adult party-friendly drinks. You know what? Things are heating up, which means you need to start thinking about watering options for your lawn and garden. They've got it. You know what? It may be too hot for you. They've got plenty of air conditioning units and fans just for you. Gilman Home Centers, with 14 locations in Indiana and Ohio. Well, if you're looking to learn more about the bourbon country, and probably the most unorthodox way you've ever heard it, you need to listen to Two Shots on a Barrel podcast. You can join the Bow Brothers, a couple of longtime goofy radio DJs from Kentucky, and learn more about what makes the heart of bourbon country so famous. You can listen to the Bow Brothers as they look to interview experts in the bourbon industry and other things that are truly unique to Central Kentucky, like wineries, craft breweries, caves, kayaking, you name it. It's Two Shots on a Barrel podcast with the Bow Brothers. You can find it on all of the major podcast platforms. Two shots on a barrel. You can learn more about Kentucky only the way the Bow Brothers can bring it on Two Shots on a Barrel podcast.
Batesville Liquor Co. in Batesville, Indiana, and Teppy Liquors in Brookville, Indiana have whatever you need to cool down during the hot summer days and summer nights. Just in is the old 55 barrel picks, which include the sweet corn mash bill. Jake Ireland's off-hours barrel pick is also in. Get both of these while you still can. Are you looking for ready-to-drink cocktails? They've got them. They also have your mixers and accessories to go with whatever cocktail you want to make. Hard Truth out of Nashville, Indiana just stopped in and dropped off the two barrels that Batesville Liquor Co. selected. We tasted it, and it's some great stuff. Guess what? Our friends at Logsdale Distillery have finally made it to Indiana. Try the Monks Road Bourbon and Gin. It is now available. Did somebody say beer? Stock up on both domestic and imported beers. Now, if you're into a fine cigar, they have a walk-in humidor as well at Batesville Liquor Co. Check it out. Located at 315 Shopping Village in Batesville, Indiana, or Tebby Liquor on Main Street in Brookville. Let them know that the Cross the Line 1524 crew sent you. Wow, it's been a couple busy weeks for us. Dwayne and I just spent this last weekend at the Franklin County Antique Machinery Show. We both had booths there. He was selling Heisen's. I was selling beef jerky and gourmet popcorn and our new maple pepper rub that's coming out. But we still had to get a podcast out. So SJ sent me his picks uh, right at the end of the week. So you'll be able to see how he did. And uh, we're going to follow that up with a little blast from the past a little fun on cross the line 1524 oh it's that time for cross the line 1524 it's a little special edition we're gonna put a disclaimer on the front of it there's any bad words, but the content of what's about to happen will shock you to your bones, especially if you know Reuben. I want to get funky, man, you know. 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 So, so, so we're, we're talking about drive-in theaters. Yes. So... There used to be, not too far from here, a place in Greensburg, Indiana. Yes. It's a drive-in theater yes. for years that showed nothing but adult, adult movies. Adult. Triple X. Triple X. Yeah. correct. And everybody knew it. Everybody knew about it. Right. None of us went except for. Uh, it's except only one for. of us here that went there. But, but wait. But wait. <laughs> but wait, there's more. There's more. Hey, Ruben, how did you get to that theater? So, it's funny. <laughs> Our parents decided to take us one time to the drive-in theater. Wait a minute, wait a minute. Speak who? into the mic. I'm sorry. The uh, who, Wait a minute, start, start over. Who, 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 who decided to take you? Our parents decided to take us to a drive-in theater one night, all right? So, uh, hey, boys. We're going to go to the show. <laughs> we're, having, we're having health class I tonight. Type. We're having, I can't type right now, so I'm trying to write this up. And our it's parents family took us, night. <laughs> and our parents took us to, 
took us to drive in theater. We get there, and it was the movie called Flesh Gordon and the Rumor Girls. And we're like, oh, cool. We're going to see Flash Gordon. No, no, no. It was Flesh Gordon and the Rumor Girls. And uh, oh, my God. I remember. So your parents had no idea it was a. I, well, if they did, it didn't play it off very well. <laughs> All I got to know is, like, lay down in the back seat and hush up. <laughs> and, and, and it was a adult theater, adult movie called uh, adult movie called Flesh Gordon in the Room of Girls. Oh, my God. And uh, I, don't, I remember all these priceless. robots. And I'm going to be speaking out term here, right? So these robots run around with these electric penises and stuff. And it was hilarious. <laughs> and I'm like, what the... You know, hell, I couldn't, I couldn't process that stuff mentally. I had no idea what I was. So, how long did you, mom and dad, stay there? I still can't. (laughs) Well, we stayed till the end. (laughs) You're kidding? No, it was only like maybe half hour, forty five minutes, and then we backed out. You got that far in? Oh yeah, and they said, oh well, this is not what we thought it was. We need to leave. Oh Uh, oh, my goodness! (laughs) Oh, but I never, I was old enough to remember. Yeah, we did, uh, we did a whole show on. On movies and this, this never this came, never came, came up. up. Yeah, well, how how did this? How did you miss this, Ruben? I don't know. I'm a stupid kid. I don't know. No, how like, did you miss not bringing this up on that whole podcast? Come on, on which podcast? The one about well, we movies. Talked about movies. <laughs> well, listen, we talked guys. About first movie. I'm really guys. proud to walk around and say my parents took me to a porn show when I was seven. <laughs> like. It's not like they were doing the nasty in the front seat. Good God, guys. Oh, wait a minute. Your wife is raising her hands, saying her parents took her to one. Oh, yeah. You oh, know, my gosh. Uh, that, that would explain some of the after-night behavior. <laughs> uh, All right. Uh, TMI? TMI? TMI, yeah, TMI. Okay. Let's get back oh, on track. Goodness. So we're talking about... <laughs> talking about horror movies. <laughs> we started this conversation just simply talking about drive-in drive-in theaters. Drive-in theaters, and it just went like way left, out of whack. Because Walmart... But that's okay, because, right, we really need to understand exactly where the root cause of mental illness is, right? <laughs> well, yours <laughs> really is explained. To yeah. the mid-70s porn, adult porn drive-in. Accidentally driven in by the children, so <laughs> you know the guy at the front or with the children. You know the guy at the gate that was taking money when he looked in the car. You know, because you know they look because usually they charge by the person. And and when we would go to the drive-in in Batesville, there'd be three in the trunk and three in the car. Sure. You know, that's right. how he did it. So the guy looking in there, and he when your dad went four. You know, he looked in the car and saw two. How many kids were in there? How many of you were there? Well, there was five of us kids. I can't remember who was all there. So let's say at least two or three. So he looks in the back seat, sees these little kids, and he's got to be going, "What the, the hell?" Heck is this guy thinking. Right? You know what he's thinking is, well, two dollars, two dollars, two dollars. <laughs> actually, right. That's all he's thinking. That's exactly. You know, when the thing is, it was not Flash Gordon, Don't which was very popular in yeah. the seventies. It was. Flesh Gordon. And I think the confusion really cleaned things up. But I remember that. And I remember oh my my, my mom going, oh, my God, get your eyes down. I'll never forget that. And, <laughs> but then they stayed know. there another half hour. Yeah, now 30 minutes. I'll give you, I'll give you 30 I minutes. I some ideas. <laughs> <laughs> How was that car ride home, by the way? <laughs> All I remember is the very first scene is, a, is and it's funny, because you remember the very first scene, and it's a rocket. And the rocket's flying. <laughs> the rocket's flying around, you know, the space, and it's it's going to like every crotch of every female, right? You're like, 
<laughs> that rocket. No, I'm not like sure we're gonna be able to publish this one. But <laughs> <laughs> we'll have to put a disclaimer on it yes. ahead of time. But you know, hey, uh, hey, Rube, hey, Rube, since you didn't get to watch the whole show today, at least stop and get your ice cream. <laughs> <laughs> show up and eat your chicken, son. Right. No. Yeah, I, I, you know, I think they realized afterwards what was going on. But so, uh, did they ever say anything to you? No, that's what's weird about it. Because you know, my brothers and I, I remember talking to my brothers like, um, "What'd you think of the rocket? The <laughs> robots with the big penises on them?" I don't, like, I didn't get understand that. What was that all? <laughs> I was like eight, nine. <laughs> I didn't get it. Right. But like, I guess. Uh, what, what did you notice? <laughs> did you notice that all the girls didn't have tops? <laughs> Like, what kind of girls don't wear tops? I don't get it. I don't... What kind of world are we in? You know what? It's it's outer space, right? It's so aliens. some planets, women don't wear tops. It's I, aliens, get, I, get, I, guess. Okay, I get it, right? That's another odd. Uh, so, ladies and gentlemen, uh, welcome to the traumatized life that Reuben... You know, you got to think about it. Reuben Hunt, you know, if you listen to the... Uh, Growing up, part he was shot at as he threw firecrackers <laughs> off his porch. Was this before or after the movie? This would be after, yeah. Okay. And, and prior to that, he was taken to an X-ray movie by his parents. So, uh, yeah, and, so uh, you know, it explains a you lot. You know, I've, I've known, you know, like uh, we've told everybody, <laughs> I've known Ruben a long time, and I, I've always said the, the guy could write a book. But I, I learned stuff new every Man. day too. You know what? The pages that I would write in a book would stick together. No. And, uh, <laughs> yes. <laughs> Sorry. But my, I have lived a distorted lifetime. I'll say. Like, people will tell me, go, what the heck are you talking so about? So what's the odds of um, a husband and wife, before they met, their parents, both of their parents, you know, took them to an X-rated movie as a kid. Is What's it, those odds? It's destiny. It has to be. Maybe there's a group of parents that get together and or arrange these things. Instead of, <laughs> instead of sex education, hey. they just took you to this X-rated movie? They took you to this hey. thing and said, hey, no. that's what robots do. You got <laughs> You got to remember, it was the... Was, was the early the 70s, to mid seventies, yeah. man. There was a lot of there yeah, was a they, lot of everybody stuff loved on. everybody in this free free love, love, right? free love. That's right. Yeah. You know what? I I <laughs> man, you guys have got me way off tilter oh, here. I don't gosh. know what to tell you, but hey, we didn't st- we didn't we start didn't, that. Yeah, we didn't go there. <laughs> you know, uh, and Jeff, I you go back and you tell me about. It. I could write a book. I want to write a book. I actually do. Yeah. But people go like, "This guy's lying." There's no way. <laughs> it's be they put it on the fiction. Show. There's no yeah. way that lady said that to him. Like, <laughs> well. <laughs> so this all started talking about drive-ins because Walmart is now doing drive-in movies. Yes, I so way that. you know, and there's good and bad there. So. You know, a lot of the big movie houses aren't open. Right. So and that's got to be impacted Hollywood big time, right? Oh, yeah. They're not even releasing. Uh, movies that were supposed to have been released, they're not scheduled to be released till next year. So, so, I know well, the new Top Gun movie is supposed to come out like July, and it's just not going to happen, yeah. right? Well, but they did release some directly to TV, I guess. Yeah. Pay, well, they got to make some money somehow, yeah. right? One of the videos, yeah. yeah. Well, right. just trying to, I guess, trying to keep people entertained and keep them interested right. in Hollywood because... Sooner or later, if we if we realize we can all have fun without them, uh, that would be that right. would be a shame, right. wouldn't it? Exactly, it would be a shame. Shame, yeah. All right, so I'm not now. Sure. Alan's traumatized. Yeah, I'm not sure this podcast will ever make it to the airwaves, but 
I don't know. It's too funny not what to share. Of, what kind of hanging on here for posterity, if nothing else? That's right. <laughs> yeah, I'm looking at three three guys across me who are looking at me I like I've got I can't some even kind look of at you right horn now. sticking out of the front of my head, my front of my head. They're like, what kind of? This guy's not right. But, I mean, but, but let's come back just a minute. The, the funny thing is, this theater was around here forever. For years. And yes, yes. Everybody right. knew it. And I mean, we're kind of, if you ever well, Google where we're at, we're kind of in the Not only of that, nowhere. Dwayne, Eaton still, Eaton, Ohio still has that. That's oh. my understanding. I don't, oh, ri- I don't oh, know, no. but the rumor has that Eaton, Ohio still has one. But <laughs> we'd ask you, Jerry. <laughs> yeah, ask me. I'll let you know. I'll find out, right? Uh, yeah, this doesn't quite qualify me. <laughs> This no way in any sort tells me what kind of a person or what I do in my extracurricular activities. Okay. Uh, <laughs> That's your story. You got out on the phone going, oh my God, what have we gotten into, right? Uh, but you, you know what? You think about, I mean, it's, I, I've heard that, but I don't know. It's a Greensburg? Greensburg. Was Greensburg, right. Greensburg right. or New Point. It was up that Greensburg, direction. Indiana, New Point. Never right. been there. Never been there, though. But yes, I. Yeah, you know I, all about it. But I, know, I remember there, hearing about right? it. I do remember hearing about yeah. it. But, no. but you know, uh, <laughs> 70s was the uh, decade of love, right? And freedom and speech and whatever it was. My parents' but. car didn't go that far. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I can only get so far on $3 with a gas, right? <laughs> and I had to get back. Oh, my. I tell you what. <laughs> Uh, the things that you learn while having cocktails doing a podcast. We will never look at Reuben the same. Holy mackerel, that explains a lot. Anyway, thank you for joining us for another episode across the line. Uh, this has been, of course, a little special episode. Most of ours aren't quite like this, and I don't have that subject matter in them, but it was too funny not to share. For Dwayne Bischoff, Jeff Montag, the mentally challenged Reuben Hunt now. I'm Alan Stanger, and you've been listening to Cross the Line 1524. You know, nowadays you can find just about anything on YouTube and on the internet. So several months ago after recording a podcast, we decided to set out on a search. A search for Flesh Gordon. And guess what? We found it. And it's just as corny as Reuben remembered it. So if you feel like uh, a laugh or two, type in Flesh Gordon and see what comes up. Not Flash Gordon, Flesh Gordon. We want to remind everybody that this coming Thursday night at Batesville Liquor Co., our good friend, Wally Dant, will be in town. Wally is coming up from uh, Log Still Distillery. Uh, he'll be doing tastings. There'll be uh, Monk's Road there. Uh, they have and also their new Tennessee whiskey, Rattle and Snap. So come on out. We'll be doing a podcast. It all starts at 5 o'clock. We hope to see you all there. You've been listening to Cross the Line 1524 with all the guys, whether we're at the Rusted Nail Speakeasy or out on the road. You know we always have a great time. Okay, 
Hey, check out our webpage at www.crossthelinefifteen24.com. We're also on Facebook and Twitter. Check out Podcast Fifteen Twenty Four on Twitter and Cross the Line Fifteen Slash Twenty Four on Facebook. Out the door.